0: Thank you for tuning in to the Realities Podcast. Realities Podcast is a blog term podcast about the realities of life, what's trending, being a mom and a wife, family, career, and everything in between. I hope you enjoy this next episode, but please make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Realities, and that is R-A-I-A-L-I-T-I-E-S. Let us know what you think about this next episode. Enjoy. So welcome back to realities. It's the holidays now, so <laughs> Merry Christmas and Feliz Navidad and everything else. But um, we actually have, well, first G is with us, hey. a different hairstyle as always. Okay. G changes her hair every Wednesday.
1: This is not a this is not a legit
0: hairstyle, so don't do that. you are not gonna focus on the hair. <laughs> it's a style <laughs> for somebody. Right. <laughs> And our guest today is Miss Jessica. Um, I'm kind of not want to put everybody's full names out there for, for the people <laughs> that might try to find you. But, <laughs> right. but Jessica is the creator um, of the Heal Her Hub um, Cultural Arts and Wellness. And so she's joining us today. Um, and our topic is Kwanzaa. We're going to talk about Kwanzaa. We're actually going to be educated Um On Kwanzaa, but first I wanted um, just to tell us about the Heal Her Hub. What what is Heal Her Hub? Who is it? What is it? All of that good stuff.
2: All right. Well, thank you for having me today. This is my very first time joining anyone on a podcast, so I appreciate the invite. Yay! And yeah, they like, like some
0: little, like noise when somebody
2: because somebody else said that I mean, like some. <laughs> 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 the <laughs> the yes,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Like <laughs> but yeah, it's a big deal. So I do appreciate the invite, and I'm so happy to be here this evening. Um, so the Heal Her Hub, uh, Cultural Arts and Wellness is an LLC and um, I was able to get that official this year. I actually started this community back in 2015. Um, It's been under like several different names um, as it has evolved over time. So I originally started out with just working with a group of women that I felt were, were outspoken and their voices needed to be heard. So I collaborated with them and putting out pieces that just were about anything they wanted to talk about. So just creating like a safe space um, for women, black women specifically, to feel comfortable um, enough to express themselves.
0: Um,
2: So that was the original intent, And over the years um, it, it has evolved. So now that, you know, that portion has kind of evolved into a creative writing group. So I have that. Um, portion. And then um, I did my first yoga certification back in 2000, excuse me, in 15. Um, So now that's where the wellness side comes from. And just mixing it all together, I studied history at Bowie State. Um, So just bringing in that historical and cultural um, backgrounds into it as well. So, it's basically just a space. Kind of um, the reason I used Hub is because it is a very rena- Renaissance type of thing where it's a lot of different um, outlets and disciplines um, where people can basically explore their self care. So, that is the Healer Hub. Awesome. I didn't know,
0: well, I did not know about the creative writing, but I guess it just like clicked just
2: now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, me and my love of writing. That's 20,000 books I got around here. I keep writing it. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah,
2: writing is great. It's a great outlet. It's a good way to express yourself. Sometimes a lot of writers never share, you know, what they actually Mm -hmm. write. But if you want to share something, let me know. You know (laughs) what? That's exactly the whole point of the platform is to Mm -hmm. allow people to express the things they don't usually express, the things they don't talk about. Because those are the things that impact our self-care the most. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's it's healing. I think writing is very yes. therapeutic. therapeutic. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I if I'm irritated with hubby or with anyone else, if I don't want to say it out loud, then I'll write it in my book. I purposely leave it out so we can read it. But what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see if he's gonna read it. He hasn't. <laughs> he hasn't but he did in college he did one time in college and I think he that's when he learned his lesson not to do that I
1: really no more his feelings hurt.
0: yes uh, we, big time big time so awesome so we are like I said we're going to talk about and learn um get educated on Kwanzaa all things Kwanzaa um and of course the description or the Oxford dictionary um description of Kwanzaa is a week-long celebration held in the U.S. that honors African heritage and African-American culture. Kwanzaa is observed from December 26th to January 1st and culminates in gift-giving and a big feast. So one thing I can say, and I've been searching for this, and I can't find it. I think my teacher might have made it up, but (laughs) there was a song they taught us in elementary that um, was about Kwanzaa, and it, it was a song, and it it went through um, the seven principles, the candles, the, the and it named the principles, the entire song. And I still, I only remember pieces of the song, but I've been trying to find it. I can't find it. I think my teacher made it up,
2: but- Maybe.
0: Yeah, she, they had to have it. I'm like, yeah, still looking for it and can't find it. I went on Shazam and nobody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, hoping I didn't just, just make it up in my own. <laughs>
2: That's pretty cool that you remember remnants of it though. I'm gonna yeah, look I now know.
0: after, after I the know. To I for a minute. minute. Your teacher probably did make it up. I know because I, I typed in the whole song and Google was like, mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> the whole song no day. Well, the piece that I know. <laughs> but I you the piece? most from it, the song. It um let's see it Say, a Kwanzaa is a holiday. Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa is the African holiday. Seven principles, seven candles, seven black days for the African people, and then it goes further into. I think yeah, she made it up. The
1: teacher made that up, but that's. <laughs> so what you got? Yes.
0: I was like, oh, okay. I'm trying to see if Mackenzie' teacher gonna teach her that. I doubt it, but. Versus... Well, no, she might. Let me take that back. Her current teacher actually <laughs> may. Wouldn't
1: they? Wouldn't she have already done that though? If Kwanzaa will I
0: be have. how we start, it will be. Yeah, rough. that's true. School is over. Yeah, uh-huh. Just a little bit. <laughs> I'll ask her. All right. So let's talk about Kwanzaa. Um, I guess let's talk about what, from your perspective, um, Jess and Gina, what Kwanzaa is. You wanna go first, Jess?
2: Sure, I'll jump in there. All right, so I was first introduced to Kwanzaa when I was in college. Um, Of course, I'd heard of it before then, uh, but I kind of thought the same thing that most people think is that if you celebrate Christmas, then you should not celebrate Kwanzaa. Um, So it wasn't until I kind of uh, was able to spread my wings outside of my very strict Christian household that I was able to delve into the principles and kind of get more acquainted with what it really stood for so it's everything you already mentioned it is a week-long celebration and what i took from it in my college years definitely was um the significance of the principles okay so seeing as though we have like seven days in a week um it was something that i went through that actually focused on every day being a representation of one of the principles So that's why, like, it means so much to me um, because the principles, I feel, even though, you know, it is a week-long celebration at the end of the year, it's something that, you know, you can incorporate into your life even throughout the year. Um, So I definitely think it's a time to um, pay homage to, like, ancestors and just the whole, not just the plight, I don't want to say just the plight of African-Americans, but just celebrate, like the culture you know you see that in like the blogs all the time like for the culture this is a holiday for the culture like for sure I so see. the principles mean the most to me
0: i um remember at the Bowie state university yeah.
2: uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um as a I uh, we call it nso or new student orientation leader Yes, I'm a geek. Love it. Um, <laughs> as an NSO leader, um, one year, of, you know, when we had new students come in, the theme was Kwanzaa. And so our teams, they put us in groups or teams. And um, each one of us had a principal. So it, clearly it was seven seven groups or seven teams that you were mm-hmm. in. And um, each team was named after one of the principals. My team was Shakalia, which took me a while. yeah and the group of people that I had the group of students that were in my group at that time they just couldn't get it I don't know why they was at Bowie but and and a lot of them are still my friends but it's like how did you get here (laughs) they could not say it and they just came up with their own words and what it rhymed with and all that stuff so yeah I had a group of a lot of guys for some yeah. apparent reason yeah and right. they were they should have still been in the 10th grade because that's how they act shout out to them <laughs> <They're> all <laughs> married and dads right all married and dads now i'm sure but so oh, gee what about you what is what is what
1: are your thoughts Uh-oh. or the way i the way i know it um of course it wasn't um we, it wasn't big in our household um I didn't think of it as it just being something celebrated. Like you can't, I didn't, I never thought of it as if you celebrate Kwanzaa, you can't celebrate um, your other religious background. Mm -hmm. I just always thought of it as it being an African Mm. um, uh,
0: celebration. Celebration,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that we didn't, you know, we couldn't do it. It was just kind of like, in my mind growing up i'm not african so i wouldn't if that makes sense like it may sound ignorant but you know you don't know all of those things i did know that I, i did know about you know how many candles um and what each day represented i could never pronounce them so i never i never tried um and i kind of i kind of let that ignorant part take over and just kind of let it fall to the wayside. But as I'm getting older and as time goes on and I teach, so I'm mm-hmm. realizing that a lot of my kids don't just celebrate um, Christmas. Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to incorporate all the different things and they, they'll teach me things. And I'm like, oh, okay.
2: <laughs> so yeah. it's
1: kind of cool to hear how they, how they see mm-hmm. um, the celebration as opposed to how, you know, how they see it as a as a what eight or nine year old? Yeah, and it's, it's pretty cool to watch it that way. So at that point in time, it's kind of like I'm learning as if I'm an eight or nine year old, which I think sometimes is a little better because it's uh, I don't want to say dumbed down, but uh, it's
0: innocent,
2: yeah, and it's more digestible, right? Right, right. It's, uh, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. understand it in simple terms versus right. it being right. like this complicated thing, especially to somebody who's
1: new to it, mm-hmm. yeah. Because mm-hmm. even though I have knowledge of it, I never took the time to be like, oh, well, let me learn about these different, the, the seven days and you know what goes on and what you're supposed to do. So it's, it's, it's been, um, the last few years have been very eye-opening because like I said, I had to take out, like I do, I do celebrations throughout the um, Christmas season or the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And I learned, I don't say Christmas, I just, you know, winter break and we discuss all the different things. So it's it's cool. I I enjoy learning um, the new things about Kwanzaa and what a
0: nine-year-old has to teach me. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So that's the question. Is it is it a holiday? Is it a religious holiday? And can anyone celebrate it?
2: Yes. Yeah, so anybody can celebrate it. Even people that are not of uh, the melanated uh, don't have as much melanin. Okay. Can
0: I, I know. Can I just say though, if, yeah. and I'll just put it out there. I'll be that person. So <laughs> they're going to the podcast and shoot it. But I think I'll feel some kind of way if a non-melanated person mm-hmm. tries to celebrate See, well, okay, so, like, so it's like seeing a white person in African attire or, mm-hmm. you know, like-
1: But if you think not, about it this way, like I understand that, but what if you're married to somebody? What if you were married to a different race and you celebrate Kwanzaa? Are they not supposed to celebrate or are you not supposed to celebrate because you married outside of your mm-hmm. melanin background? <laughs>
2: <laughs> i don't know oh, so, of, so so what i was gonna say is um there's like i think there's different levels to celebrating and observing the holiday okay um, so so even the way that i structured the celebration that's going to be on the hill her hub next week starting saturday is i wanted to make it kind of simple like I could have did it where it's like, everybody has to have the candles and we're gonna light a candle and we're gonna do all these things. But I think that when you're being first introduced to it, it's just about absorbing it. As far as um, non-Black people that celebrate the holiday, I don't think that anybody would just like pick up and do it unless they had a reason. And that means that it's somewhere they're probably an ally um, to, you know, African-Americans or of, or African people, mm-hmm. um, whether that's their their friends or like you said, then maybe they're married into it. Um, but I doubt very seriously that any like, you know, white person's gonna wake up and just be like, I'm going to celebrate Kwanzaa. You know, I think they would definitely have to have some type of connection to- right.
1: lady, lady. The, white, the white lady who played black, she might do it.
2: <laughs> Rachel? Yes, Rachel does.
0: Oh, know. she may have celebrated it. Who knows? Lord. So okay, so
1: we know that there are seven, um, seven candles to represent the seven um, principles principles of, of Kwanzaa. Can you tell us what the um, each principle
0: is and -hmm. or can we talk about the colors of the kit because aren't the the candles yeah it's a it's different colors well not different colors but yes not all the same or can you put it right
1: you put it together like yeah
0: yeah one yeah the color the representation of the candles and the seven days yeah
2: Sure, so let me start with the principles. So I'll just run through the principles, and then I'll back up and explain the candle um, and the other, because there's a couple of other things that yeah. are a part of the celebration if you're doing yeah. it in a formal way. But I just want to remind everyone that I think any observation of it is can be good, even if it's just a light observation, like, OK, today is Umoja, or today is Um like I said, just because they're they're principles, so it's something that everyone can you know learn from and can actually use to enhance their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first principle always on December the 26th is umoja and that is unity. Um, and then I think I wanted to respond to uh, maybe it was about the non-black people, but the whole point of Kwanzaa really is to bring together the people of the diaspora. Um, understanding the history of African Americans in the US, especially knowing that um, the way that we got here, um, the trials and the tribulations, the enslavements, and all of the prejudice and things that we have been through as a people. We also understand that there are not just people of African blood in the US. There's people scattered throughout the Caribbean. Um, Some of them are In other places, South America. Um, So it's just a time really for us to all come together in a pan African type of way to be solidified. So it's very fitting that that first principle is um, unity. Um, I think that's something that we do lack in the Black community. And because we're so scattered, or because the background is so treacherous and crazy uh, what we've been through as a people you you guys all know it's hard for us to all be on the same page as Black people sometimes Mm -hmm. even when you think about the old schools of thought where you had Booker T Washington versus W.E. Du Bois versus Marcus Garvey everyone has different ways that they think you know Black people should move forward Um, so I even look at this as like a truce of, of a sort like no matter what, we're all of the same blood. You know, We have some of the same background, even though our experiences may be different, it's time to come together under this umbrella of unity. Okay. So that's day one. Day two is the principle you mentioned, um, Ray, earlier, jacalia, um, which means self-determination. And um, once again, understanding <laughs> the things that we've been through, we've been a people that have been able to persevere over time. So um, focusing on that, focusing on the bravery of our people, um, how we continue to break records and um, how we have even the first African-American woman in the White House, yeah, in the White House. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's self-determination. There's a lot of prejudice and racism that we deal with. So that trait is so important um, as we are coming together. The third principle is uh, Ujima, which is collective work and responsibility. Um, I look at that principle, um, once again, as as kind of focusing on the walk part because a lot of people talk a good game, oh, black people should come together, but this one is like, what are you gonna do? Um, what are you gonna, you know, put your hands to to make this an actual reality? Mm-hmm. Um, so whether it be community service, whether it be um, you know just bringing the children together in the spirit of working together, um, that's what that principle is all about. The next one is Ujama, and that one means uh, cooperative economics. So I was always drawn to this principle. This was one of the, the larger principles that really spoke to me especially as like the whole bi-Black movement has become a trend. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that this, this uh, holiday was created um, back in 1966, which was during the height of the Black Power Movement, um, the time around the, two years later was when um, Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the holiday has gained uh, more popularity, but this principle and this idea behind us as people supporting our people, you know, whether it be something like this, where I'm on, you know, supporting your podcast, or I know somebody that has a business um, for pet grooming, supporting them instead of maybe going to PetSmart. Um, that whole idea is about bringing the uh, financial strength back into our community and putting it back into our hands. Um, the idea also goes further, going back to collective work and responsibility, is that. Once we have these funds, that we're using these funds to obviously build up our households, build up our children, but also build up our communities. So I love that one as well. The next one is Nia. I think we're on day five. Mm -hmm. Um, So that one is purpose. Once again, (laughs) it's so important to be uh, purpose-driven no matter what race you are honestly. Um, being purpose-driven changes <laughs> the whole way that you approach life. If you know what your purpose is, if you understand the contributions that you have to offer, you know every choice and every decision that you make is linked to that. So being a people of purpose, understanding that we are the creators, we are the movers, we are the shakers, we are the influencers, Um And finding our own individual purposes within that, just like you ladies who have a podcast like that is um, using your voice for the good of the community. You know what I mean? So um, purpose is so important. The sixth principle is Kaumba. And that one is my favorite. It means creativity. Um, So that one is um, giving that ode, like I just mentioned, you know, the athletes, the artists, singers, dancers, writers, just creators. It's about um, celebrating that space that we have, that influence that we have. Um, So art is a big thing, too. Um, Just in reference, I remember you, uh, Rayshawn, you mentioned the whole gift giving is a part obviously of the holiday, mm-hmm. but one of the requirements, not requirements, but suggestions is that the gifts be like very heartfelt, mm-hmm. if possible, that they're homemade and that they're like meaningful. So it's not just like, oh, let me get my son a Nintendo Switch for Kwanzaa. Not that that would be wrong if that's something I want to give him, but you know, giving him something artistic or um, something that he can use his hands to build, just feeding into that whole like notion of being a creator, using your creativity for good, using your creativity to bless other people.
0: So Gina yeah. should give me that um, picture <laughs> she made. you get out real quick? What you talking <laughs> about,
2: just mute yourself. <laughs> so
0: that are, was, you an, are you an artist? Yeah. Right over there? Yes. Ooh. She said, are you an artist? I said, yes. I think all <laughs> teachers are.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, teachers are awesome. So yeah, I gotta follow you after this so I can check out your artwork. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I love the arts. Oh, so that's- I'm, I'm,
1: I'm one of those, I'm one of those people. You don't know if I don't tell you. Yeah. So I, because but- I'm not, I don't, I usually don't like, um, I don't want anybody to come to me and be, oh, can you draw? Can you draw? You no, know, because my, my drawing is like you and Sean with writing. Mm-hmm. I do but I'll, if I got if I'm having a moment, I'll, I'll sit there and draw all day long.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but so that was kind of that, it kind of answered my question as you were talking. So Rayshon said that, um, Rayshon asked about giving gifts and you said they give gifts as long as they're meaningful. So they kind of go along and uh, go along with each day. So if your first day is unity, unity, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes then that means um, you might give a gift that relates to being together, maybe. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Like a board game to make, yeah. to make oh, the thing. family. Mm-hmm. Me think, I'm like, what am I, what
1: could I give?
2: That yeah, like,
1: you week. know,
2: so, and this is probably where I like go out of being so-called like traditional because I, I just like to interpret things like my way
1: Mm-hmm. and
2: making my own whether it may be right or wrong I think in the more traditional spaces like I said it would probably be like something that that you could you made by hand or um or like you were saying stuff that can bring the family together that would you know cause them to spend time together and have like quality um interactions um what was I gonna say? But I do. I think that a board game is a great idea. Actually, um, I think even stuff like karaoke is cool because that's time you're spending and it's creative. So it's mm. a lot of different things that you could do, or you know, just use your creativity, and um, you can figure out what would be good for your kid. For me, this year I got my son some canvas and um, a new paint set and some new paint brushes. So I'll give him that. Um, I believe the gift giving day is Thursday. So I, I want to say it's, it is on Kumba day, if I'm not mistaken, but let me verify that. Okay. Um, so you don't give a gift every day for seven days. So I, so from what I understand, there's the big feast and I want to say that that's where the gift giving goes hand in hand with that. Okay. But I have heard that people Get gifts every day as well. So I've I've heard both. I'm not really sure which That's one is proper. <laughs> yeah, that but is, so like I, I guess I, if you're making it, it's not bad. Well, I so for me, like I OD'd this year. My son is really into reading, so I got him like literally ten books. So I'm thinking about you. Know, like I said, giving him maybe the the art set for one day, or maybe that could be like the peak gifts because, you know, you get all the rest of the regular, if you will, gifts for Christmas, Mm -hmm. Um, but maybe a book a day or something like that. So, you know, you can make it your own. I like, I'm artsy and kind of crafty, not like a professional or anything, but I like even make collages. So even that would be appropriate or making a card, even a handmade card. Um, It doesn't have to be expensive. And I think that's the other point of the whole like be, the premise behind it being homemade things is that you're not supposed to necessarily go out and spend a whole bunch of money unless it's cooperative economics and you're like supporting you know artistry or buying a piece of art or something like that or I don't know some people have like little art classes and stuff like that um but yeah that's the the premise behind the gift giving
1: so I think you've said it um, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if you actually said that I, I may have missed it what day? so I know you, you said that there's a feast mm-hmm. What day? Is the feast
2: so I believe that the feast is the either the I think it's the sixth day so on either it's either the sixth day or it's the at the end of the celebration which is the last principle which is faith be really
1: interesting for you all to do it i didn't hear you what did you say i said that's gonna be really interesting because the the feast is bringing everybody together correct yes so So, you mean
2: because of covid
1: right
2: yeah um so i actually pulled an article earlier this week and i saw that and i want to say it was by like us today or something like that um i may not have that name correct but it was an article basically talking about how this year there, were, there was an influx of offerings, virtual offerings for Kwanzaa. Um, just like Thanksgiving and Christmas, I guess a lot of people are trying not to gather in big quantities. So I haven't actually seen any advertisements for Kwanzaa events unless they were virtual. Um, I know that there's like a, a local creative arts center that is offering something and it'll be like on youtube it's like a two-hour thing and there'll be like seated yoga and all these different things so the whole point of it is to delve into like the creativity all the different principles bringing those things out and just like celebrating the beauty of our people whether you are directly from the continent or you are you know a descendant of somebody from the continent
0: I looked it up. The feast is on the sixth day, which okay. is New Year's Eve.
2: Right. I thought it was Kaumba.
0: Yeah. yeah. It says the Kwanzaa Feast is a very special event that brings everyone closer to their African roots. It's traditionally held on December 31st, and it is a communal and cooperative effort where you decorate the place where the feast will be held in red, green, and black skin. Yes.
2: Hmm. So, and then you asked about the colors yeah, I'm of right. Kwanzaa. Um, so most people recognize the RBG or red, b- black, green um, as the Pan-African flag. So whenever you see those colors together, even though we see them uh, on uh, like big name companies like Gucci, <laughs> they have that color scheme. It's not in the same order. Um, oh, yeah. But what I noticed about the candle is that it's not red, it's not red, black, green. I, I want to say it's like out of order. It's, it, wait. Okay. I am well, trying to find it. Yeah. Well, it, okay. So it is red, black, green, um, which is the traditional one. So it's three red on the left. It's the black in the center and then three green candles on the right but oh. it's the way that you light it is not i feel like you light the first candle and then come back to the outside and so um having those three colors basically represents what the flag represents the red is to represent the blood of the people um, the black is our skin and then the green is for the rich land of africa um giving that like I said homage to our ancestors and you know unfortunately um, I had a discussion with somebody just yesterday about how displaced um, black people or African American people kind of are in the world you know you have even when you look at like say a Chinese American it's like they still have that um connection to China which is a country not a continent you know what i'm saying so it's like oh. even calling us african americans even though i still would refer to myself as one it's like y'all threw a whole continent at us you didn't even give us a specific country from from the actual um continent so oh it's God. um kind of tough like i said for black people cuz we are so dispersed and then there's like you know, not so good history as far as even how we got here. Um, but I always have loved these colors and what it represents, especially because we have a flag <laughs> that we are supposed to pledge our allegiance to that has not always pledged allegiance to us. Mm-hmm. So that's why the color, the colors in the kanara, um, or they call it something else as well, um, is so important and so significant.
0: So that gets in, you, you said the Kanara. So, what are some of the um, symbols or items used or represented for Kwanzaa? So, I know the Kanara um, holds the candles.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. So-, so, that holds the candles. And then there are seven symbols that go along with Kwanzaa as well. So I can go through those really quickly. Um, So I know for the feast, for sure, and I'm so excited because I actually have like a green tablecloth already. Um, But you're (laughs) supposed to technically cover the table with a green cloth um, and then set the table as is. You have the crops. And um, I didn't mention that earlier, what the translation of Kwanzaa is like, is the first fruits of the harvest. Um, So that goes back into being self-determined all year and there being the season where you're actually reaping all the benefits of what you have sowed. So the props is a big thing that's called MAZO, um, M-A-Z-A-O. There's also a mat that is a big deal in this um, observation and that is supposed to symbolize African-American tradition Um, We already mentioned the candle holder, which is the Panara. And I've seen a lot of different versions of the candle holder. I've seen all wooden ones. I've seen ones with the colors specifically painted on it. I've even seen sets where people just have like three, not tea light, but the small candles just in the glass. Mm -hmm. So once again, I think it's like whatever you have access to. Um, It doesn't have to always be like, well, I can't celebrate Kwanzaa because I don't have the Panara you can actually work around it. Even, And I think even if you were to have just white candles and just still wanted to observe and light a candle every day in honor of the principal, that would be totally appropriate as well. Um, the corn is the Muhindi. That represents the children and the future. Um, I would also like to add that I guess holidays in general usually have um, a portion that is dedicated to the kids in any society that you've seen throughout the years, um, any festivals or any like, even when you start delving into like more religious spaces, like children, they always want to, um, how do you want to say this nicely? They always, I don't want to say indoctrinate, but kind of, Um, Mm -hmm. but not just that, they also want children to have a place where they can be free and actually enjoy the holiday without it always feeling so heavy. Um, so I think that that's awesome, too, that kids are so um, considered in this. And that um, that the important thing is to remember that as we are building these traditions and passing it down, it's like the children are obviously going to carry us to the next um, space. So they're important. And then the Unity Cup, which is <laughs> what I was thinking of when Gina said, um, so people are not going to be really meeting up. Um, There is a cup that usually everyone drinks out of. Uh, That would be totally inappropriate, obviously, (laughs) because during the coronavirus. Um, (laughs) But it's called Kikombe Cha Umoja. And Umoja obviously means unity. So that one is supposed to be the cup that brings everyone together. Um, And I've seen that in lots of different uh, societies and cultures where sharing a cup um, of drink is um, a symbol of tying everyone together in heart and spirit um, as you it t-
0: said It'll tie you together these days. <laughs> right in the house getting
2: quarantined. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, there's two more. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so the seven candles, so the, yeah, so the Kanara obviously is the holder. The seven candles are referred to as the Mishuma Saba, the principles are referred to as the Nguzu Saba. So uh, the candles obviously represent each principle. And lastly, the gifts are called Zawadi, and they are to represent the parents' love and labor and their commitment to their children, tying back into the children being a big focus point or focal point rather of the holiday and Um, Just trying to instill that pride in your culture, pride in the community, and bringing the family together. So I like the holiday a lot. Um, It is not, once again, a a religious holiday. Anybody can celebrate it. It's more of a cultural one. Mm -hmm. And like I said, if there's anything that's for the culture, it's definitely Kwanzaa. Like in a very pure way, you know? Right. Right because it can really mean anything to you. It could be a focus on your ancestors. It can be just a time that you um, wanna be thankful for all the people that have come before us and paved the way. Um, you can make it a big celebration with within the community or it can be something very intimate and small within the house. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, a great way to bond with your children <clears throat> and explain to them Um, how these certain traits and principles are important to embed in their lives. You know, I think about it like Sunday school, if you will. It's like in Sunday school, a child may be learning about patience or, you know, the fruits of the spirit and self-control and all these things. So I look at it just like that. Um, This is something my son will be able to take with him forever, you know, and hopefully pass that down to his children one day.
0: Awesome. So another question that I have is how do how do people celebrate or or observe it? Like, do I know you know people do it differently? So like for Christmas, everyone, I mean for the most part, you know you have your symbols that represent Christmas, um, but everyone kind of celebrates and does their own thing, um, creates their own traditions per se. Um, but with Kwanzaa, like how? what are some of the ways that people that you're aware of have
2: observed or celebrated Kwanzaa? So, yeah, I'm really familiar with like the emphasis on a community events, because even though I, I did just say that it can be intimate and it can be small just within your house. I do think that the focus point, like I said, is supposed to be uniting with people, you know, of melanin nature across the board. So you always will see community events. Um, So at some of these community events that I've attended, there's always like drumming and dancing. Um, A lot of people like to read the African pledge and um, uh, and discuss other principles of blackness. Um, But yeah, going back to the whole spirit of creativity, like the whole dancing and performances is a major thing so you look at that even as like um, physical Zawadi or gift giving because sharing your gifts and talents with the world, you know, is a blessing. Mm-hmm. So um, in more, you know, before Corona, <laughs> Kwanzaa's, uh people definitely try to come together at least once out of that week and um, physically, you know, show their support to it. And if anything, try to participate with performing or doing something artistic in nature. Got it. Um also I think the candle lighting is a big like ritualistic type of thing in the sense of even if it's like I don't I'm not really sure if people do it like in the morning or in the afternoon but um I think it's just more about coming together at one time to observe and speak on it. Just like at Thanksgiving, you know, people go around and say, oh, I'm thankful for this or thankful for that. So it's just like a time to meet at some point during the day, probably it's in the evening um, to light that candle and to make another commitment for until the next year to try to embody those principles.
1: I think you in my head because every time <laughs> I get ready to ask the question, because I was gonna say, is it a certain time they do it? You every time you like right behind me. I mean, right in front of me with the question. I'm like, uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> let me see if I can find um, specific time to light candles. It. I was just I
0: pulling it said. up. It's.
2: Um, they that say at the, the end evening. of each day. Yeah, that evening. I thought so. Yeah,
0: at the end of each day. So I I was trying to find another. Um, this other site that I was looking on earlier in which they spelled Kwanzaa differently for whatever reason. Um, And what they were saying was that it originally was spelled with the Q and not with the K. So I was like, I wanted to finish reading it because I I (laughs) stopped reading. I was like, what? Um, But going back to the history, Kwanzaa um, was... Or began in 1966, so it hasn't been, you know, too long. You mm-hmm. know, it's that that people have started celebrating Kwanzaa. Um, from your knowledge or from your history, how did or why did um, how did Kwanzaa come about?
2: So um, I kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier, um, talking about what was going on in our country at that mm-hmm. time. Um, so 1966, once again, puts you smack dab in the middle of the Black Power Movement, um, which was eh, about, yeah, about six, seven years after the start of the civil rights movement. So this is this was the time where the Black Panthers were big. This was a time when uh, Malcolm X was um, heavily respected and well-known. Um, so I just think that it was a call for... Um, that unity, you know, recognizing that we had so many schools of thoughts, because maybe about 20, 25 years before that, you had W.E. Du Bois, you had, um, you know, these people that thought, okay, education is the way for Black people to advance. And it's like, well, you know, the whole town to 10th, that's the way to advance. So I think Mm -hmm. that it was just like a way to kind of bring together everyone and everything, whether it was that you were a big follower of Dr. Martin Luther King, whether you were a big follower of Malcolm X, it didn't really matter because we were all acknowledging at least at that point that we were brought here, you know, against our will. <laughs> and it's like a big fight, I would say, like, what? how do I say, it was more like resistance. Um, that That's the type of holiday I think, or why it was created um is because it was that way of saying well we can still come together and um and celebrate our culture you know like i said regardless of kind of the school of thought it's like we're all the same at the end of the day got it okay
0: so you have an event this well starting on saturday that spans um through Kwanzaa, all seven days of Kwanzaa, am I correct? Yes. So tell us about your event and actually the purpose of the podcast, it actually starts tomorrow on the 26th, um, the first day of Kwanzaa and it begins with unity. Um, So tell us
2: about that. So the first event is called self-care and sound bites. And I just thought that that would be um, a good way to kick off the spirit of um, unity. So the the real premise behind it is I I get so overwhelmed when I hear someone has a podcast. Like I always want to support. I always want to like sit down and listen to what people have to say. But it's like, I get so overwhelmed mm-hmm. in general. And that's comes from like my background of not really being able, like I, I grew up in a really strict household. So there's like a uh, tons of black movies, for example, that I haven't seen. And it's not that I can't see them right? It's just that I don't know where to start a lot of times. So that was the premise um, behind creating an event to feature podcasts. Like I remember when you first started, um, Ray, I was like, okay. And then it was so many other people popping up with their podcasts. And I'm like, it would be Mm -hmm. really dope if we gave like a cheat sheet to people, um, you know, where they can just kind of look under one umbrella and say, okay, these are the you know, five to seven podcasts that I want to listen to or focus on. So, and my personal dedication is going to be to um, follow everybody that is participating and actually um, tune in this next year. So, I think um, I went the whole self care and sound bites route because what we listen to is important. You know, Mm -hmm. what we put into our minds is what ends up coming out of our bodies and all of that. So it's just so important. And I think that, you know, the people that I reached out to have beautiful and positive things to say or very unique um, perspectives. So, you know, instead of it being like a, not necessarily a competition thing, but I just think it would be cool for everyone to, like I said, have a, the cheat sheet because I need it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then also like be supportive of other people's podcasts. Um, so that was the premise behind day one, um, day two is going to be, um, a conversation with, um, somebody actually met recently, but we kind of clicked and was able to connect about, um, self-determination. So it's just, that'll be like a guided conversation and just talking about how a lot of people have faced adversity this year. And how, it, how, how much it's actually taken for people to still move forward. But we're here. You know what I'm saying? So we're mm-hmm. going to celebrate that on Sunday. Monday, um, I chose three different nonprofits um, to work beside for collective work and responsibility. Um, you know, people that have nonprofits, hats off and shout out to y'all. It is amazing to be able to give back to our community, specifically to see problems in our community and say, let's fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I just will be continuing to bring awareness to those um, organizations and be pushing all day on Monday for people to donate. And, uh, you know, like I said, put their money where their mouth is when it comes to wanting to see our, our community do better. Um, so, that's Monday, Tuesday. Is uh, Ujama, so that's the cooperative economics. I'm going to have uh, it's going to be set up just like the podcast one, but these are obviously like black black businesses, oh. and they'll be able to share what they have to offer to the people. I know it's after Christmas, so a lot of people maybe won't be shopping as much, but this is also a great opportunity if you do want to celebrate Kwanzaa to either support a black business or Um, You know, put them on your list for the next time we have something special to buy. Um, But just keeping those dollars within our community. And once again, providing a cheat sheet for people that don't, you know, have access to it or just want to know where can I go to find all these things in one place. Yep. Um, The next one is Nia or Purpose. Um, I'm going to be, there's going to be two gentlemen that are on the podcast. They have um, their, they are, I want to say both of them are priests. I know one of them is a priest. The other one I think is maybe a Ghanaian priest. So they study, uh-huh. um, well, one of them I know specifically follows a religion that's called um, Yoruba Ifa.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And they have a podcast <clears throat> that is centered around Proverbs. So they like talk about oral tradition, um, how antidotes or cliches, proverbs were passed down through our bloodline. And those were the things that helped to keep us uplifted as a people and kind of remember where we came from. So um, we're going to have a conversation with them about purpose. And then the second half, they're going to do something I saw them do before, which is called a proverb ba- battle. So they like kind of go back and forth. So if I were to be like, you reap what you sow. And then the next one might be like the man that sows his o- whatever. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's gonna be interesting and pretty fun to watch. And and um, you know, that's gonna be cool. The next one is Kaumba, which is creativity. I'm gonna be hosting a what do you wanna call that? It's gonna be artistic type of base thing, kind of like vision board, but I kind of okay. wanted to do something different and do like prayer boxes. Oh, that's nice. So that's what my mom, my mom did for us this year. See, that's a good, that's a good event too, or activity to do um, mm-hmm. for Kwanzaa. So, um, yeah, instead of doing the typical vision board, I said, mm, I want to do, I want to take things that people would put on their vision board, but put it on a box, and maybe like, you know, have them drop their prayers in them, or, you know, whatever affirmations or mantras that are in their spirit. And I don't know how periodic they want to um, take a look at those things, whether it's every month or after six months or you want to jam pack the box for the whole year and then take a look at it, um, but we're going to do that. So a lot of kids um, came to the last um, artistic t- type of or art-based crafty type of event that I had. So kids are welcome, it's very family friendly. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to finish that week um, on Friday with a conversation with Ken, Ken Dorsey. You know him, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're just gonna be talking about faith. And it'll probably, you know, echo some of the things from the self-determination talk about just turning that chapter of t- from 2020 to 2021, and um how we can activate faith in our lives to get us through the rest of the year. So that is the events for the week. We we'll love any support. Hop on the live, give us some feedback, participate in the combo, support the podcast, and the you know, black businesses that are gonna be a part of this. Awesome.
0: And of course, um we were invited to um the event tomorrow. So uh, we realities will be popping in. Um, so we hope that our listeners will um, tune in. Been sharing it for the last what month or so. Um, so hopefully our yep. So hopefully our listeners um, tune in. We're expecting you to tune in. Um, and it, I think it'll it'll be awesome. Just like you, you know, it, you kind of get overwhelmed with you know the podcasts and things like that. I used mm-hmm. to, you know, I have my podcasts that I you know. My faithful ones that I'm you know that I stick to but mm-hmm. then as time went on you know you may have someone else you know it's like hey you know listen to my podcast I'm like I don't even want to listen back to my own but okay
2: right. <laughs> it's a lot podcasts are different I'm gonna tell you that it's like I, it's definitely the new talk radio yeah. you know and that's people use that a lot when they were you know commuting into work now nobody is really commuting but people still love their pockets. you know they're yeah. still using that as their escape or they plug their headphones in and do their work um my brain doesn't work quite like that it's like I almost have to be totally focused on it because I'll go to sleep okay yeah yeah, and if it, oh,
0: <laughs> and you have to be able also like you know to to keep your audience attention because yeah I'm I'm the same way like I I'll, I'll I do a lot better with music mm-hmm. if I am like working or yes
2: yes sure you know doing
0: that. something I work a lot better with music and so you know if a podcast is just dragging or <laughs> you know kind of pointless on to the next one I'm like I'm sorry I can't listen to it <laughs>
2: right. <laughs>
0: But, you know, the support, the support is still there. So it's just some episodes you're like, huh? I'm like, they will Some Sometimes I'm like, okay, I don't want to listen to this. But you listen back to them. So far, we've had great ones. So I haven't had that. But yeah. So I want to thank you for joining us this evening. Like I said, we hope everyone will tune in tomorrow to um, the Heal Her Hubs, Kwanzaa, week-long Kwanzaa celebration. Um, definitely tune in tomorrow, but also tune in the rest of the days as well um, as you are doing nothing because you should be in the house anyway. So <laughs> uh, as yeah. you are, you know, reheating those leftovers from Christmas dinner, you know, definitely tune in. Everyone always has their phone in their hand and IG is on everyone's phone, probably except for my husband. Um, <laughs> so he doesn't have social media on his on his phone. But, but isn't that lovely? He, oh, no. he, yeah, I guess it keeps him it keeps him in a different space, he says. So
2: I like it. I like meeting guys that don't don't be all over social media. Yeah, he I don't he, think it's for them. <laughs>
0: it's not. He 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 can he's he's on Twitter. How about that? That's about it. He's, wait, he, does he tweet a lot? He doesn't. He just okay, gets his so he, he gets his it. news. Yeah, he gets okay. his news and information and then on Facebook he'll just, like, the baby had a birthday, he posted something for a birthday. Otherwise, he doesn't... He logs in. I'm surprised he remembers his password, because I sure as hell don't know a
2: password. Oh, I love it. He still
0: logs in with his college email. Like, how long ago did that change?
2: At least... <laughs> Are people accepting that? Yeah. I was like, wait, what? You know this? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't sign into my college email if I tried not at all
0: not at all but just tell us share with everyone your um ig handle so that they can um follow you and be ready to um join it watch the instagram live feed on saturday through friday even when they're getting dressed to do whatever they're going to do on new year's eve um tune in
2: or come do a vision board work with us and then you know or box and then you know go out and party whatever that looks like for people i can't wait to see what people do but uh on ig i am at the heal her hub so that's t-h-e-h-e-a-l and then her of h-e-r-h-u-b um pretty easy to find and I do have a page on Facebook. It's not as popping as my Instagram. So, um, you know, I always debate on whether to do lives on whichever platform, but it seems like IG is a little bit more interactive. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you again. Um, please make sure that you follow uh, the Hill Her Hub on Instagram, and you can find on Facebook, like I said. And